Viva. Warm welcome to the service this evening. Thank you, Sam. Uh, we'll come and lead us in prayer in God, please. Gaza mimi jarana min shiorna. Ye olivianetje as the tiny coat can run in between. At the Yanish Marinjian art to this talk to us. I guess Nahurin can be around the hook, Tanam, not the first room. As the tiny coat of your son, Kavala taught Kalian border. Let a log and a tearing. As to his chairman in Kupiak, as to our court, and the name as a royess, as a snukuya, er a larger Nedavishnikainohog, er an oyes Negleo, Shin Mario, Commissionikuyohokainohog, a revoiter Shinugulik for live and avid, as in a skag is Kerwatiklear, tearing hair. Malavigutur son in the eye as in the go, tearing a tronigantian, er good lady goyagus, again I'm so hain, good Roginevi canting cover tearing, good meroch, a gusse grand trotearing hain ha, in the near a renewful or is a tearing, sir, in the eye as a virgin Agasavenicantane, <laughs> Kuratuse or Dahad, or Dahad Tarnevas Nukuyo, Kunglorik Tanam, Kunigutariok, Augustinianic to Holland and Hallo, Shirtonle, a gay commission of hen, in Hiligolus or Stern, Nagus commission of hen, Taravo, Ed Kavishinga the either can of Winterson, Ganukusus Pesh, Augusta Trotter Spirit, Kurashinir Archian, a young Sitolog hen. As Nikoyer to Kruhir Commission of Hain, Ervichi and Ganinatishan, Farvelle to Bar in it Konigine, Agus Anashan Commission of Laishius, Agus Rartrohook, Nertretta Spiritane Yonsiatu, Farmishni Fan Charavik, Earth Kavashinga the Idok and Avointershun, a high haddish of Askopeho, Kavashinga the Idok Marahualishin. Ganavaitirshun, Hanisha Erenthot Pio, Tretta Spiritian, Agus Kavel Pehenoag, Kaval Koni, Nartanem, Asniko Yurtoho Yerkimishnifan, Ervi Totten Hulug, Agusent Hulug, Kelgutan, Relechogoyus Nedvishni Koshok, Strajan or Pelle, Kamigamohol, Gakartuni, Kavashigadidev. A Koshok, Manurutir, Agus Kreshin and Oyas Virgin, Etienne Polakula, a fastness colleague, Rishinachin a hag to yes life, or an yaliger hot catalog hair, Nevesa at a nohgurg, Ertavial of hair, Nagus, a fahod in action, Nekavenkata Maraha, Agus Gemiat Kalochish, Agusia Ajahutalog, Etrone Nasahanusho. Nakimagound Galat Cafain Hair, Niskalachi the Navit at Nanum, Nay de Rishinachun, a hike to yes life. 
Nachmalle wie öfter sonne Elaschen, nöke mi in den Am schriftje, er klar nötig. Nöges gewelat, nöchos hamelche as en Höhl an der Show. Er gewelat agetze mar gleich de Höhle. Nöges gewelat den Am und schriftje, er poschent allein. Och ruhier es nicht gut. Nöchene, er kann noch gut in ichen Handeschen. Nöges nöchene Fähnchen, in Hirschen ha, er tüf haulwasch. Ach, <laughs> Relatio <laughs> Amen. Amen. If you could turn now, please, in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, a passage which highlights the word time uh, over and over again. I'm going to read out the verse for you that was in my mind at Mission Praise 
uh, have obviously decided to, to delete over the course uh, of, the, of the generations. Um, it's the last verse that was in this hymn uh, that was traditionally sung. Uh, Crown him the Lord of years, the potentate of time, the one who's over all of time, creator of the rolling spheres, ineffably sublime. All hail, Redeemer, hail, for thou hast died for me. Thy praise shall never, never fail throughout eternity. I'd have left that one in. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and we will read from verse 1 to verse 15. This is God's word. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What does the worker gain from from his toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on men. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live. That everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it so that men will revere him. Whatever is, has already been. And whatever will be has been before and God will call the past to account. Amen and may God bless that reading of his word to us. Let's uh, pray as we come back to God's word. Our Heavenly Father again we thank you for this passage, we thank you for this familiar passage, one that we hear read often at state occasions, at funeral services. Uh, We have heard these words being read and we pray Uh, that the familiarity that we may have with them uh, wouldn't cause us to miss anything of the truth that you want to reveal to us. We thank you that you are the ancient of days. We thank you that you're the God who is over all of time. We thank you that you have uh, the days of our lives numbered in your book. And we thank you for the the patience that you show to us. You have given us time. Uh, You have placed us in this world. You have set eternity in our hearts. And you have called us in the gospel uh, to trust you. We thank you that although we were born into sin uh, ever since the fall uh, of Adam, uh, although we were born in a state of enmity uh, where we are separated from God, we thank you that Jesus came into this world to take our sin away. We thank you that he laid down his life. We thank you for that greater love that we read of this morning. We thank you that Because of all that he did, uh, we, when we believe in him, uh, are called friends of God. Uh, We are those who are promised that we are saved, that we have eternal life, and that we have purpose for all the days that we are given in this world. So help us, we pray, uh, not to waste the days, not to waste the years, uh, but to redeem the time. 
Help us to glorify you uh, in all of our days and all of the tasks that you put before us. Help us to work and uh, to do all things as unto the Lord. And above all, Lord, we pray that each one of us uh, would make our calling and election sure, that we wouldn't get to the end of time and find ourselves outside of Christ. We pray that each one of us, whilst there is still time, whilst we have today, that we wouldn't harden our hearts, but that we would trust the Lord Jesus and know that we are safe eternally. We pray for those in our families. We pray for those uh, who are our friends, those that we work with, uh, those that we pass day by day, uh, who are still strangers to God, uh, those who may either be disinterested in the things of God or may be resistant against the things of God. Uh, We know that our words have very little uh, traction when we uh, seek to speak to them. Uh, But it's not by might and it's not by power, it's by your spirit uh, that there is change. So we pray that you would be working in the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to open the eyes of those that we pray for, that they may see Jesus and their need of Jesus, and that there may be those that we see, even in the, the, the days ahead, even in this week as we pray for them and as we reach out to them. We pray that we would uh, see souls saved, those uh, who we pray for, convicted of their sin and converted to faith in Christ. Pray for those who may uh, be your children, but who are far away just now, Uh, those who may have drifted for whatever reason, Uh, those who may not be sure uh, where they are before you just now, like the prodigal in a far-off land. And as we think of them, Lord, we pray for them also, that they would return to you. We thank you that when we have a close walk with God, even though we go through hard times, even though there are struggles, even though uh, there is suffering in this broken world, we thank you that when we are walking close with you, there is peace in the storm, uh, there is joy Uh, even in the sorrow, and uh, there is that assurance of your presence with us in every situation. So we pray, Lord, for those who have lost that sense of your presence, uh, who have uh, lost their hold on you. We pray, Lord, that uh, you would have your hand upon them, and we thank you for the promise in your word uh, that when uh, you save, Lord Jesus, uh, no one can snatch uh, those that you have saved out of your hand. Yes, they may wander for a season, but we pray that you would draw them back. So hear our prayers and help us now as we study your word uh, to hear your voice and to respond in faith. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. If you could have that open in front of you, you'll find that helpful. When you were reading the passage, uh, for some of you, uh, your minds may have gone back to 1965. My mind's not quite as old as that, but it's not too far off it. But in 1965, there was a band called The Birds, B-Y-R-D-S. And they sang a, a paraphrase. It was a hit song, and it was a paraphrase of, of Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3. And I was just searching up the lyrics. They sang about a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to laugh, a time to weep. A time to build up, a time to break down. A time to dance, a time to mourn. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together. A time of love, a time of hate, a time of war, a time of peace, a time you may embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. And so the the song goes on. It's actually quite close to the text uh, that we read. 
But for those of that era, um, I wonder, can anybody remember, actually, the, the name of the song? Sorry, somebody said it? Turn. Turn, yeah. Yeah, E and A. You're older than you look. <laughs> the, the title of the song that I hadn't realised is actually Turn! Exclamation mark Three times. Turn, turn, turn. And I don't know why the birds chose that, that title, um, but I think Solomon would have liked it. Because that's what he's wanting us to do as we work through this book of Ecclesiastes. He's wanting us to turn to God, to turn to the God of all time. So three points in the the time that we have this evening, hopefully. Hopefully I'll get past point one this evening. Uh, The first point is the time of our lives, the times of our lives. And that takes us from verse one down to verse eight. And the second point is the thought of eternity. And uh, that takes us through. Uh, from verse 9 into uh, verse 11. Uh, And then the last section is we we finish with that focus on the trustworthy God, uh, the God uh, who calls us to to live trusting him and close to him. So first of all, uh, we have in the, the first eight verses the times of our lives. And it's fairly obvious that we can see this in the verses before us, in verses 1 to 8. It's like a slideshow of our lives. <coughs> Some people use an app on their phones uh, just now, and it's, it's an app called One Second a Day. And uh, it, it does what you would expect it does. Every day in a year, you're, you're supposed to film just one second. And uh, you upload it into this app. Uh, you might be out for dinner. Uh, with friends, you might be out for a walk in some beautiful place, you might be at a concert, you might be at work. And uh, just at some point in the day, you just take a one-second film. And then at the end of the the year, uh, with all these one seconds, day after day after day, that you've uploaded, uh, you have this 365-second film. And it takes you on a journey through the year. So your mind goes to all these places and situations uh, that you were travelling through in the course of a year. And what Solomon does, does here is he, he takes us on a journey through our lives. We see the, the whole of our lives. We see uh, just that snapshot of all the different times in our lives. Verse 1, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun, every activity under heaven. Uh, in the Bible, we know that numbers have, have significance. And uh, uh, seven is a number of, of completeness. And we have verse 1 that kind of almost gives the introduction. There's a time for everything, a season for, for every activity under heaven. And then uh, in the next seven verses, each verse has a positive and a negative statement. And we're given this picture, and it gives us a picture of our, of our whole lives. So verse 2, that there's a time to be born. We have a birthday. It's a time when we came into this world. We can go back to that time when we can... Uh, tell people uh, of that day, uh, and there's a time to die. There's a time where we will depart uh, from this world, and we don't know uh, what day, what time that will be. But we know that for every one of us, there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. There's a time to plant, there's a time to to invest. It might not be just planting potatoes in the soil, but there's a time to plant uh, in terms of labour. And then there's a time to uproot, there's a time to gather up and, and, and enjoy the yield of what we've planted. Uh, there's a time to, uh, to kill. Even this morning, we we're remembering that. There is a time when there is a necessity uh, for us to go out into the battlefields and uh, for there to be a defence, for there to be war. There's 
a time to kill and there's a time to heal. There's a time to tear down and a time to build. There's a time to weep. Times when we are uh, full of sorrow and when things happen in our lives and uh, we feel that sense of grief. And there's a time uh, to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. It's Dolan Ruth's one year anniversary today. A time for rejoicing. It's a time for dance. Not in the church, but maybe tomorrow. There's a time, verse 5, to, to scatter stones. And there's a time to gather them. Which is a bit of a cryptic statement for us when we think about scattering stones. I think what this refers to it is actually connected in some way to war. When a nation wanted to sabotage the food supply of another nation, what they would do is they would scatter stones all over a fertile fields so that the fields couldn't be used. There's a time to scatter stones. There's a time to, to gather them. It connects with war and peace. There's a, a time to embrace. There's a time to refrain. There's a time to search and a time to give up. A time to, to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to mend. Again, that probably goes back to ancient uh, days when uh, tailors, when those who made clothes, uh, when one was growing out of their clothes, they would rip them up. And uh, when the, the, the waistline was starting to be too small, they would, they would tear it and then they would sew other bits of fabric into the waistline or into the, uh, the, the, the chest line in order to accommodate the, the fuller figure. And that's what they would do. There's a time to, to tear and a time to mend. There's a time to be silent and a time to speak. There's great balance there. Some of us are, are, are almost always silent. We should be speaking up more. Uh, some never stop talking. And uh, we have to say to them, just, can you just give us a second to, to think? There's a time to love and a time to hate. There's a time for war and a time uh, for peace. And Solomon essentially says to us, these are the times of our lives. And because we're all different and because we've all had different experiences, our minds will go to different places. Uh, we will be kind of drawing on different memories as we read through this list. But we can identify with the, the things in this list. We can identify with these seasons. Even the young ones at the back there. You can read through that list, can't you? And you can see that there's parts of your lives uh, that identify with us. There's highs, there's lows, uh, there's positives, uh, there's negatives. And so we can see, we can identify with these different seasons. And we might be able to pinpoint even, uh, just now as we go through this list, uh, where we are in terms of these verses. Even as we think about our, our lives, there's a time to be born and there's a time to die. And uh, I used to think of myself as being much more back in the, the, the being born stage. But as the years go past, what am I now? Oh, approaching 50, we're over the hill. We're moving in the direction of the, the other end of the verses. So we can think through this and we can think about where we are in these, in these different points. We see the times of our lives. And I suppose the question that we have to ask is, is why do we have this passage? What's the purpose behind this, this literature? What's the purpose behind uh, what's very poetic language here? Uh, what is it that we are being told? What is Solomon trying to say? What is God trying to say to us through Solomon as we step through this list? Well, I think in part, what we are being told here is that God knows about our lives. God sees our lives and God is aware and he is with us in all these seasons, in all these times of life. 
Sometimes we have that uh, strong sense of God's presence as we pass through uh, certain situations. Sometimes we wonder where he is. Sometimes we feel like he's far from us. Sometimes we want to say, have you forsaken me? The Psalms are full of that. But what we are given here is an assurance uh, that God sees us, that God knows us, that God is with us in all the seasons, in all the circumstances, in all the times of our lives. And that's not just a supposition. Uh, That's an assurance if we go beyond Ecclesiastes, and as we think through different parts of the Bible, just take two uh, texts as a, as a follow-on from that. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6, uh, God says to his people, uh, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Maybe we're in a situation tonight and we're thinking about something that's up ahead and it's making us afraid. We feel terrified and we feel isolated. We feel like we're alone in the middle of something. We don't know which way to go with it. And God says to us, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them or whatever it is that's in your mind that's terrifying you. And then the reason is given to us why. For the Lord, your God, goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And think about the disciples as Jesus uh, physically is, is, is going to ascend into heaven. And they're going to be uh, left uh, on their own in that sense. They don't have the physical Jesus with them. And they're wondering about this task that they've been given to go out into all the world with the message of the gospel. And they know the hostility and they know the opposition and they know the danger that's associated with all that. And yet Jesus says to them, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age, to the very end of time. So that's... A simple point, perhaps, in application, but it's a necessary point for you and I to take hold of, that God is with us. No one here needs to think tonight that they're on their own. We don't need to be terrified. We don't need to be uh, afraid. We don't need to feel isolated because we have the promise that God is with us. And when you go out into the office tomorrow, into school tomorrow or wherever, and, and, and you and I are thinking, about how difficult it is to tell people about Jesus. That's our job. Remember what Jesus said to the disciples back then is still for us. Surely, he says, I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we see here that the times of our lives, the different seasons, the different circumstances, and we have the assurance and application that God is with us, he sees us, uh, he is near to us in all these different seasons. Times of our lives, point number one. Point number two, uh, much more briefly, uh, the thought of eternity. The thought of eternity, the awareness, you could say, of eternity. Now, when we look around us in this world, uh, we, see, we see people, but we don't just see people. We share planet Earth uh, with many different species. We, we, we share planet Earth with, a, with an animal kingdom. And they experience all the times and the seasons in the same way that we do. So uh, there are certain species and they come over here for one season of the year and then they're off. You can set your watch by them and they're off to some far off place. They know the seasons. They can read the seasons. They can identify with us in a sense uh, in the changing times and seasons in life. Uh, The animal kingdom, these creepy crawlies and things that we see, uh, they are busy. Solomon, Proverbs uh, chapter 6 and verse 6, he says, consider the ant, look at the ant. And the ant is an example of of a creature that works 
It works furiously. It toils relentlessly. But the ant never asks the question, what's the point in all this? You never see a cluster of ants standing around separated from the hard-working ants uh, and, and, and having a, a conversation saying, what's the point in all this stuff that we're carrying from here to there? And it doesn't happen. Whereas man, woman, boys, girls, we ask that question all the time. Why all this homework? What's the point in it all? Why have I got to wash all these dishes in the hotel? I'll have to be doing all the same thing tomorrow night. It's only however many pounds an hour. What's the point in the whole thing? And in verse 9, it says there, uh, what does the worker gain from his toil? And so Solomon asks the question that so many were, were asking, uh, and, and so many still today are continuing to ask, what is the worker, what do I gain from all my toil? And there's numerous songs that have been written to express the, the frustration and the futility of working tirelessly for something that actually has very short-term worth. Dolly Parton. don't know the words of much of the song, but I know enough uh, to, to quote, uh, working nine to five. What a way to earn a living. A more modern song uh, from the 90s, Oasis, there's a line in one of the songs that says, is it worth the aggravation of finding yourself a job when there's nothing worth working for? And Solomon is speaking into that. And Solomon is acknowledging the, the, the burden that, that, that people feel as they're under the, 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 the toil of work, the, the, the pressure of work. Uh, he says in verse 10, I have seen the burden that God has, has laid on men. And so the question that we have to ask is, why does the ant not have a conference to discuss that the merits of working uh, so hard uh, when we're forever talking about this? Why do we never see sheep and DJ's cows gathered in a field, um, just burdened with the pressures of life and wondering about the big questions of what happens after they die? Why is there that difference between the animal kingdom and us? What has God built into man that he hasn't built into the animals? And the answer is the thought, the awareness of eternity. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the hearts of men. Yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And that's, that's true. Um, we spend much of our days not being able to fathom uh, what God is doing and allowing to happen in certain situations. Uh, there is much about the character and the nature of God that we cannot fathom because he is God and we are not. He is infinite and we are finite. So how could we fathom? But one thing that we can fathom, one thing that God has revealed to us, one thing that he has set in our hearts as a, as a deep instinct is the awareness that beyond time, however many years you and I have, Beyond time, there is eternity. And Solomon is writing in order to get us to think about eternity. God is using Solomon to, to challenge us and call us to get ready for eternity. And so we can, we can look back over point one. Uh, we can think back about the times of our lives. We can see that we've been through many seasons of life. We've experienced many of the things that Solomon has written off. As the hymn writer says, we'll sing at the end, the sands of time are sinking. And as the sands of time sink, there is a, a growing urgency that falls upon us to be ready for eternity. So how can we be ready for eternity? And how can our friends and our classmates and the people that we care for 
who aren't in church, who don't read the Bible, who perhaps don't know much about any of this, how can they be ready for eternity? What can they, what can we do to meet our maker? What do we need to do? Well, if we fast forward from Ecclesiastes to the gospel, we learn that it's not so much what we have to do, it's what God has already done. So what has he done? Well, the God of eternity, Jesus, the eternal son, has stepped into time. That's what we'll remember over the month of December. That awesome truth that the God of eternity stepped into time and he lived for us and he died for us and he rose from the dead and he promises that if we believe in him, we can spend eternity at peace, knowing rest and experiencing joy and working purposefully and enjoying fellowship with God and with all who have trusted God and have gone on ahead of us to that place that Jesus has prepared. Paul reflects on that in, in Romans 5 and at verse 6. He says, you see, at just the right time, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? So if you and I want to be ready, prepared, assured that we will be in a, an eternity that is bliss, that is peace, that is life, and that we will avoid an eternity of outer darkness, of torment, of death. Then what are we to do? We're to believe in Jesus. We're to trust the God of eternity who stepped into time to save us. So trust Jesus. And tell your friends to trust Jesus. That's why we're here. We might be sitting here tonight saying, I trusted Jesus 40 years ago. Praise the Lord if you did. But you and I have friends and family and colleagues and they are not trusting Jesus. And they don't know about Jesus. And they're not thinking about eternity. And the, the instinct, that awareness of eternity that God has put in their hearts, they're suppressing it and the world will push it down deep. But God wants his people to reach out to those who are around them so that we will tell them and show them that Jesus loves them and that he came for them and that he wants them to trust them so that eternity will be a place of safety and not a place of darkness and lostness. The times of our lives, God is with us in them all. The thought of eternity and the need to be prepared for eternity. And the last thing, just two minutes, the trustworthy God. And if you just scan verses uh, 12 to verse 15, essentially what Solomon is doing here is uh, he is showing us how we're to live if we are trusting God. There's two things that should mark our lives if we're trusting God. There's two things that people should see in our lives if we are Christians. And one is that we are contented. And secondly, we are composed. First of all, we're contented. Just look at verses 12 and 13. I know there's nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live. That everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil. This is the gift of God. It's very straightforward. It's very simple. But the message is, when we are trusting God, there's satisfaction. There's purpose in your work. 
in the school, in the gym, in the distillery, whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is you're given to do day by day. When we're trusting God, there is satisfaction, there is purpose in our work. We're working for the glory of God and there's happiness even in the the, the normal basic things. And the reason that we're happy, the reason that we have that joy is that it's because we know God is with us. And what we have, whether it's work, whether it's resources, whether it's food on our table, we're content with because God has given it to us. He's measured out the portion. He's allocated the task. And so if we are Christians, if we are trusting God, that should be seen in our contentment. And also, it should be seen in our composure. Verse 14, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it, nothing taken from it. God does it so that men will revere him. Whatever is has already been and what has been before, and God will call the past to account. And I suppose the the simplest way to put that is, when we're trusting God, when we are Christians, we know God is in control. And we know that God is at work always. And we know that the work that God does lasts, it endures. So we can be at peace. Our stress, our fretting will not make any real difference to the things that are going on in this world. But as Christians, we know that our calling is not to be saviors. Our calling is to trust the saviour. And our calling is not to, to be charging around, trying to save everybody around us, Our calling is to be composed. Doing what we can, yes, but to have that composure of knowing that God is on the throne. The almighty God is still in control, so we don't have to stress. And a life that's lived like that, a life that is contented and composed, is like light in a dark world. It's it's salt in a world that lacks flavor. A life where we are trusting God... And that seen in contentment and composure is a life that stands out and causes people to ask the question, why are you the way you are? It's different about you. And that opens the door for us to tell people about Jesus, to tell people about the God who is in control, to tell people the meaning of life, the reality of eternity, and the way to be prepared to get there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you know us. We thank you that you're with us throughout all the seasons of life. Every day that we have in time, we thank you that you've promised that you won't forsake us. But we thank you that we're not limited in our, in our experience to just this world. This world is just like a mist, James says in his book. It's just like a vapor. And then there is eternity. And Lord, we know that you've warned us that Uh, There is the danger of a lost eternity, a place where we are separated from God, a place where we pay for our sin, a place where there is suffering that does not end. And the thought of that is more than we can bear. We thank you, Lord, that we have been told in your word that Jesus came to prepare us to go to to heaven, not to hell. We thank you that Jesus uh, is our rescuer. We thank you that Jesus is the one who stepped into time to be the saviour of our sins. We thank you that he paid the price of our sin on the cross. And we thank you that if we're believing in him, we have been promised that there is a place of joy and peace and eternal rest and satisfaction, a place called heaven that he has promised, that he has prepared for us if we trust him. So help us, we pray, each one of us to be trusting in Jesus and to be taking every opportunity that you give us to tell other people about Jesus. 
so that they too, when they come to the end of their days, uh, may uh, have the assurance that they are going to an eternity of peace and not an eternity where there is lostness. Give us that acute awareness of eternity. Give us that urgency to tell people about Jesus. Help us, we pray, uh, to reach out uh, in a world where there is an awareness that this is not all there is, where there is deep dissatisfaction. Help us to tell them, give us the courage to tell them about Jesus, the satisfier, uh, the one who gives rest to our souls. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. And I may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen.